Hello listener and welcome to the podcast with your Agony Aunt, Anna. This is a space where we put a positive spin on all things shit. You can share everything going on in your life, confess embarrassing stories you just can't tell anyone else. It's just a place to be completely honest and real. Any crap going on in your life, any dilemmas you think I could help you with, all the shittiness. And we can just have a little bit of a laugh. If you're feeling sorry for yourself, struggling with your well-being, this is also a safe space for you. You can follow me on Instagram at your.agonyaunt. I am on Twitter, but no one has tweeted me instructions yet, so I still don't know how to use it. But it's Ms. Auntie Anna. If you do have a copy of like the little booklet, you could ping over to me. That'd be great. My email address is youragonyaunt.anna at gmail.com. If you want to send in a story, funny or tragically embarrassing, share how you're doing in this bloody pandemic, or perhaps you're just in a tough situation and you'd like Auntie Anna's thoughts. So, what have I been up to this, oh, these past couple of weeks, sorry, a big stretch, big stretch. Um, I've actually been a bit of a diva. So, last week was um, the first week I didn't give you guys a podcast. I'm so sorry, but I'm like a big deal now. So, I've actually been on BBC Radio again, um, and I'm just chuffed to pieces. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's just—it's really just like gone to my heads because I'm like the shit now. Okay. Yeah, and that's why I missed last week. Yeah, just do whatever I want now. No, uh, I was just had too much going on, and I'm not going to push myself because uh, I want to enjoy doing these podcasts and sort of my stream of consciousness which Leo said that it was like when he was talking about the podcast on BBC Radio Kent. I don't know if I've mentioned this. And also, yeah, mention it. It's on BBC Sounds. You can, like, check out. Uh, yeah, there's, like, quite a few times I've been on there now, so you'll find it. Speaking about the BBC, how does BBC Radio survive? Like, not survive as in because no one wants it. Everyone loves it, but... They don't pay for adverts. Where are they getting their money from? Like, they've got so many stations and they've got so many DJs and hosts. And how are they paying for this? Like, I don't get it. And, like, you don't have to text in. You can, like, tweet them and all that. I know that the BBC are a huge company, but they can't just have, like, a whole section of their entertainment that they're just, like throwing money out for no reason they must they must generate some somewhere i genuinely don't understand it i might have to at the ceo of bbc i also started a tiktok account specifically for your agony aunt and i'm managing my addiction quite well i had it back in the first lockdown and it just was like a, it was just a time warp and i didn't understand it but i'm managing it quite well um, but that means I'm not really on it that much, so I don't really follow the trends that are going on. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in the loop. But I went to put one of the life hack videos I'd done, which was basically just so you guys know. Uh, Between the choruses of "Good as Hell" by Lizzo, you can basically put on a kettle and it'll boil in between. So if you 
brewing a cup of tea and you want to have a little boogie while you're waiting. Yeah, perfect song. I, I honestly miss boogieing so much. I'm going to get onto that later, but honestly, shout out to all the boogie woogies out there. But I went to upload this and I got a warning from Instagram that said this content has been like noted as being a part of someone else's. And I was like, oh, Lizzo, don't play me like that. What are you doing? And then I checked it and it was actually Rob and Ramesh, like their TV show that they do. And they even specified the episode. So for some reason, they've, you know, good for them. They've got this TV show. Okay, well done. Yeah, good for you. But they've obviously used Lizzo's so good as hell at some point of it. And now I'm getting in trouble for like copywriting off that episode. If, I, if anything, I'll say sorry to Lizzo, not them. So yeah, I'm really, really sorry to all my fans in Aruba, Antarctic, Azerbaijan, Bermuda, and so on. But like souls, guys, you have to take it up with them. I don't know why you can't see my um, funny TikTok videos. I'm really... Honestly, from the bottom of my heart, I am so sorry, guys, to all my fans out there, all the ones at the bottom of the alphabet in that list. I also went for a swim at the weekend, and it was glorious. It was really, really nice. Um, I did I did put on my Aldi wetsuit. Obviously, I got my wetsuit from the middle aisle of Aldi. And um, it does just about fit. But I'm quite restricted with movement. I couldn't really like freely swim or move or like even just sit down. So yeah, maybe it's the quality. Maybe it's, maybe I was born with it. <laughs> but there is actually a social enterprise, um, a little community that see the benefits of swimming for your mental health. And they're called Mental Health Swims. And there are multiple reasons that swimming helps your mental health. It releases endorphins and serotonin. It can regulate your breathing. also boosts your blood flow. It also burns calories, reduces stress, boosts your immune system. And it also increases your libido for all those sex pests out there. Although, do be careful when swimming, guys, okay? It's a warning that I legally have to put in. There are still government restrictions. You are supposed to be social distancing, so don't go around swimming too much and then not being able to keep your hands off each other, okay? Swim responsibly. But if any of those things sound appealing to you, or potentially you would just like a fun activity to do with your friends now that the weather is getting nicer and you've kind of run out of things to watch on Netflix, you can definitely search places that you can go swimming near you, as well as seeing if there is a mental health swims community meet point near you. Speaking of things to watch on Netflix, Vicar of Dibley, love it. I actually did already watch it all the way through, but I've started it again, and I just love it. But my goodness, she is keen on the whole boys and sexy time thing, isn't she? like surprising for a vicar as well. Now, I honestly can't tell if I'm being old fashioned or just like a bit judgy, you know, when you can't help it. But she really tries to get her man. Comes across a little bit desperate. So there's two times where she says yes to a proposal. One of the times, someone that she met once before in an episode that she had a crush on turns up and says, will you marry me? 
And she freaks out. She says yes. And it turns out he meant, like, will you perform the ceremony? Ha, 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 ha. But come on, Geraldine. You're better than that. You're a star. You deserve so much more. Then there's another hunk that she has a bit of a thing on. And he says he likes blondes. The next day, she turns up, dyed her hair. He then mentions that he's moving to, like, Liverpool. And then she announces to her clergy that she's resigning and going to Liverpool. Talk about not playing it cool. But I don't know whether potentially that I'm being unfair. And this is actually what all people should do. If they want something, they should just go for it. But I don't know. I think that was a bit much. (laughs) Maybe that's why I'm single. Guys, get in touch. Do you want a girl to follow you when you move and dye her hair and just try and do whatever you ask for up front? Or do you want her to play it cool, be her own person and see if it works out? I don't know, maybe I'll do a poll to see which one comes out on top. But from watching The Vicar of Dibley, I have figured something out. So I know on TikTok there's this trend, and I think the trend has now become that apparently there's this trend on TikTok. That's the trend now, I think. But basically people stand in a doorway and there's that red thingy that comes on. But I was like, what are people doing in doorways in that position? Like, where's this come from? Found it. It's what happens in the last season of Vicar of Dibley. I'm not going to give you spoilers, but there is a hunk in the last one. Oh, I've already given you loads of spoilers. Anyway, a hunk that she goes on a date with turns up on her door. They're having a few flirty exchanges. And then he does the arm on the door thing. I'm actually doing it now without a doorway. <laughs> so he does that. Must be where it comes from. They they get it from old school. I love how things just come back around. Yeah, you go, Dawn French. You start a trend. Gosh, that was a very long intro and I didn't even talk about how the country has absolutely kicked off. So I think we'll just move on. So the last episode I did was the NHS Unsung Heroes, which was an episode dedicated to all the NHS staff out there that have been working so hard over the past year, relentlessly fighting this stupid, stupid virus. We read out a few stories from different people. Funny, sad, eye-opening. Some really, really interesting ones. So do go back, have a listen. It's definitely worth it. And it is funny. They are some great stories. And then the same day that that went out, I did a live. Oh my God. Okay, so, oh, I was talking about the live. Oh wait, let me explain what I did. I'd got together with a few small businesses and we'd created these pamper packages and in total we had 11 and they made up of lots of different things like wax burners, wax melts, face cleansers, some cotton pads, loads of really good things just to bring a little bit of relaxation into their life with the hectic year that they've had. So yeah on this slide that's where I drew the names out of the hat so that everything was above board and I'd actually done in the podcast, I was like, look, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing a live, because I'm one of those influencers, and I like proper took the piss. I did the live and someone joined, and I lost it! <laughs> I couldn't concentrate, I was giggling so much. I got so excited, and I also I just didn't know how lives worked, so I didn't realise that afterwards, no one gets to see who comments during the live, so I like talk to them, but later when everyone sees it, they just see me talking to the screen. And then when I tried to finish and end the live, I couldn't get out of it. And obviously, I just had to keep figuring it out while everyone was watching me figure it out. I mean, I say everyone. Yeah, fuck it, you don't know. Yeah, there were hundreds of people there. 
Yeah, I'm a bit ashamed of how much I got carried away with the live and people joining. My mum has actually said that I need to apologise to Sarah. Apparently it wasn't appropriate or professional. Honestly, you have to go back and watch it. It is so funny. I honestly don't care that I completely screwed up. I just think it's so funny. But it did give me an idea. Like, I really enjoyed it. It brought me a lot of joy. And why not keep doing things that bring you a lot of joy? So I had this idea that I could do another live. But because... We're all missing having a little boogie and dancing our troubles away till 4am. And I actually think that that's where I did most of my squatting. Like, I went to the gym, yeah, fine. But, like, oh, the amount of slut drops going off on the D floor. Oh. You know, especially at uni, where you were going out so much. Yeah, I did hockey, but let's be honest, it was, it was the nights in the SU that were where I worked on my fitness. So I'm umming and ahhing with the idea of doing a live dance workout, going full influencer, but I'm unsure about it. I'm just putting it out there, so that, that way, if you guys are like, oh my god, you have to do this, I'll be like, oh, guys, honestly, I really didn't want to, but you forced my hand, oh no. But also, it is going to be one of those situations where... Just like with Sarah, if you then stop responding and don't encourage what I want, which I said I didn't want, fuck you. So yeah, I really got into that. It was so much fun. For anyone that's not done a live, I would recommend. But yeah, this is about the pamper packages. I've sent them all out now, bar one. And I have actually received an email of two more shout outs. So I still want to read them out for you guys. Hi, Anna. Hope I'm not too late in putting forward my nominations for the pamper package. I'm going to have to break that down. I have two nominations. Helen Rutter, an ITU sister in a London hospital. She has been working there for over 10 years, so has worked throughout COVID. She has experienced all the stress that we saw covered in the news on TV. Each nurse would normally only look after one ventilated patient. However, during the worst times, they will be looking after at least two patients. Helen has told us how they would be working so hard to keep a patient alive, they would start to get better. And then sadly, they would then deteriorate. So then is the stress of looking after patients who can't have any visitors, so the staff are their only family. Then there are the physical challenges of having to wear PPE all day, which is so tiring. I have seen her exhausted on Zoom calls and heard such sad news from her work. She works part-time, yet has worked on her days off when they have been short-staffed, even working an evening and driving home at 3am. She has three children of school age, 11 to 16, and her husband that works full-time, so on her days off, she has been helping her children do learning at home and has worked on a residence committee with me, which is how I met her. So glad I can still give Helen a shout out. That sounds like another one of those classic, crazy, hectic, pandemic schedules with the kids and homeschooling, but also you've got half the week you're spending saving lives and trying to find a balance between those two. And they sound quite contradicting as well. Give another shout out as well. Julie Hill. A community continence advisor. Julie is in her late 50s and made the decision to make a big change and move from ward nursing to the community, working in a community continence team early 2019. 
was a very steep learning curve for her clinically, doing home visiting and reliance on IT data systems, which she hadn't used before. And then came COVID, not long after she started. She agreed to be redeployed back to the ward where she worked before, which was a positive COVID unit, so had to wear PPE and work with the associated stressors. At the end of the summer, she moved back to the community team, initially being office-based and then doing home visits to those older, more dependent patients. She still had to wear PPE due to the vulnerability of these patients. Julie has been resilient and remained positive during these times with a smile on her face and will undoubtedly brighten up the patients she visits. Oh God, that's... No, I didn't think that was going to get emotional. Julie has been resilient and remained positive during these times with a smile on her face and will undoubtedly brighten up the patients she visits for the time she is there. And that is why I've nominated her. She has never complained despite moving back out of her new job for several months and her IT challenges. Lots of love, Sarah. That was another great insight into someone else's quite unusual experience. And that last bit, as you can tell, really got to me. This is a really tough time and we are all having our individual struggles. And so there's nowhere to look for someone else to sort of cheer you up and to have that bright shining sort of presence because we all have have a right to be struggling and to be down and to sort of sit with these difficult emotions. So when you hear about someone like Julie, who still manages to smile and brighten up everyone's day. And I'm sure she has her moments, I'm not presuming that, but it's obviously made a huge difference to this person who has nominated her. And it has probably also helped all the patients that she's seen and all those little things that you do. Like the big things are amazing, but it's the small things that just make a huge difference when they're put all together. So thank you so much for emailing in those two shout outs. It's been really great to listen to their stories. Let's talk about our well-being. So this includes physical and mental health. I think that definitely with regards to the medical world, we've come leaps and bounds. And as well with the perception and the way people perceive mental health we've come really far as well and there's no questioning that really like people used to have to be convinced to brush their teeth because they were all like falling out and like rotting people used to obviously smoke and had no idea that it was having such a detrimental detrimental effect on their health so the idea that what we know and believe now in the future could definitely change for the better with regards to our health I did want to talk a little bit about the comparison between mental and physical well-being just because I think that it's a lot easier for you to understand physical health because you can point to where the problem is whereas with mental health it's abstract so it's very hard to grasp. We have evolved to rule the world basically like not want to big us up but we do. Humans rule the world. Not only do we have like these bad boy opposable thumbs but we have a conscious brain we build communities we have morals we think further than the survival and reproduce mindset so for our brain to have that level of of consciousness it must also have the capacity to break i don't know if i'm like phrasing this right but our brains do so much more than animals brains so there is something extra we have why wouldn't that extra thing be able to get ill I don't even know what percentage of the population don't think mental health is a problem. 
but you can't go around thinking you can change everyone's mind. It's just not possible. I mean, there are people out there that don't believe COVID is real. They think the vaccine has got a chip in it, that they believe that, you know, in UFO sightings. You know, I, for one, can't believe that all these monoliths are still popping up around the world. Don't know if anyone has seen that, but look into it. I've even got one aunt that believes that Australia has two moons. So not that there are two moons, but like in England, we have our moon. And in Australia, they can see that moon, but they also have a separate moon for them. And I can't reason with her. And you know what? Believe whatever you want, auntie. Go for it. So I think with mental health, it's just about raising enough awareness so that those that do believe that it is an issue and that those struggling know that they're not alone and they know where they can get support. Even in the world where mental health is a priority, it is viewed differently to physical health just because it is abstract and our brains can't compute what they can't see that isn't a scientific (laughs) so if you say you have a liver disease you know where your liver is you can say that's the bit that's broken but then there's all these like knock-on side effects and like some people react differently some people have medication some people do this some people do that but we're willing to accept all those gray areas because we have that focal point of it's the liver that's broken. So you accept that and that's fine. But if you ever think about it the other way around, so if you have OCD, how does it interact? It's gonna be different for every person and it's definitely gonna have knock-on side effects on your mental health. That concept's a lot harder to understand. So what I thought could be good comparison is we try and describe a physical illness without specifying the body part that has the core issue and see how that description changes and if we can still understand it in the same way. So from my connections, from the NHS dedicated episode, I've seeked the help of Dr. Kate, who will be helping me with this next week. I am not a professional, I have no idea what I'm talking about. She is and will hear her descriptions of these physical illnesses when they're sort of put into an abstract term. So yeah, come back next week and see if you can figure out what disease she is talking about. Everyone's favourite segment is back. It's the journal. That was me trying not to do an applause, but instead do the flicking of the journal. Just in case it sounded like I farted or something. I don't know what it sounds like. Okay, so we had a little bit of a break just because it was getting a bit me, 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 me. And now we've had some stories from others. We've had a few shout outs. And so I think we're ready to dive back into the journal. So for those that are new to the podcast, this is where I read out parts of my university journal. Back then I had a bit of a tough time but everything in my life was good. I was just in a bit of a moany place. So I decided to set up a Bridget Jones style diary where I basically put a positive spin on all things shit which is where the tagline for this podcast actually came from and it's basically look, you will laugh at things, you'll laugh at these things in the future. Why not just start laughing now? Don't take life too seriously. It doesn't mean your feelings aren't valid. It just means that the way that you're digesting them and your outlook on life is just a little bit lighter and comical. Okay. Sunday, the 23rd of April. Finally, my diss is done. 
never felt so relieved about anything in my whole life. It's the biggest piece of shit I have ever written and the morning was the most horrible time in my life. I think I'm exaggerating a little bit. But I handed it in at 11.57, so fuck it. Never have to deal with that shit again, dot dot dot, until my viva in a couple of weeks, dot dot dot, where I will probably just cry. I don't even know what that is. My palms are sweaty just thinking about it. Like, really sweaty. Pen keeps slipping through my fingers. Had to just wipe them on my leggings. Grim. That is grim. Anna, get some help. I actually did get Botox in my armpits to stop me from sweating, but you have to buy a really expensive machine to do it with your hands. So if anyone out there wants, we could get like um, like a timeshare of a electrolyte that you need to stop you having sweaty hands, contact me, let me know. Email in at youragonyaunt.anna at gmail.com if you want to get involved in the timeshare of a non-hand sweat device. So I had a lovely Easter, cooking for everyone and just really not taking my diss seriously. I got very drunk and kept talking to Val about the Holocaust. It was kind of relevant, but know how I go on and on and fucking on. I do this all the time. I feel like I don't enjoy reading about events because I quite like to know different people's opinions. Obviously, I am forever alone. Brackets. Tear drop rolls down her cheek. Close brackets. I mean, I'm clearly devastated by the matter, making a comical joke like that. And so had no one to go to judgment day with. No, okay, so I know what this is. So I started dating someone. The guy that I got actually writing this book for. So we broke up Christmas. And fucking hell, this was keen. I, I was talking about Geraldine being a keen bean. But yeah, so I actually bought tickets for us in April to go to judgment day. And you have to buy them in advance. And basically get to spend the whole day in the Principality Stadium. And get drunk and watch loads of rugby. It's a great day out. But then I had two tickets and no one to go with. And I just really wanted to go. <laughs> Somehow I just went with, so I'm gonna call this person Schlizzy. So somehow I just went with Schlizzy's idea and put it up as some kind of competition on Bumble and Tinder. I just left everyone on my phone swiping for any hotties. It was unsuccessful. I got some offers to bone me, but nothing that won my heart over. So I just had to sit at home by myself watching it. Could have done work, could I fuck? Hashtag fuck the disc, hashtag whole life. Hashtag whole life, really? Cause you could have had a bone, but you didn't want to have a bone. You wanted to go on a date. What about that is whole life? It would have been a funny story to tell, but alas, I still failed. But being on Bumble meant I matched with Hugo. And now we're friends again. Woo! We still can't really agree with the details, so we just don't talk about it. Brackets, totally his fault. This carried on for over a year, just saying. Close brackets. So what happened was, turns out this guy fancied me and I didn't realise. And we got on really well. He's a class guy. Shout out to Hugo, you're a babe. But... I think that he had kind of asked me out, had kind of showed interest and I was in, I was a bit slow and I basically was like, oh no, thank you. <laughs> and he was like, okay, that's fine. And then it was all fine and we moved on. But then I started hanging out with him and his friends a bit more and he basically sort of implied that there was like a thing between us. That thing was that I rejected him, but 
he implied to his girlfriend that, that we had a bit of a thing. So she hated me. And so I obviously was terrified to meet her. And all his friends were like, yeah, because of you two. And I was like, what shitting God crap has this boy been telling everyone? Obviously, I'm such a hot piece of ass. He wanted to tell everyone we were a ting, but it's not cool, Hugo. And yeah, we basically didn't speak for ages because I wouldn't budge and he wouldn't budge. And I think, yeah, to be fair, neither of us really cared. We were friends and we got on really well and we were both quite happy not having anything. So there was no point, you know, worrying about the details anymore. But as I do point out, it's all his fault. I feel like I need Hugo to email in with his clarification of the side of the story or he's going to get really bad. <laughs> I am also talking to a guy called Paul from Bumble. Good chat and fucked up nose. So Paul is his actual name because obviously it's Bumble. I don't know who this guy is. And the fucked up nose is not a rude thing. It's because he plays rugby and a little bit of damage from rugby game is pretty hot in my book. Not to make myself sound more pathetic than I already do, but it's just nice to have someone to talk to. Although he keeps talking about my secret garden, i.e. my vagina. He said it's like Buckingham Palace. It shouldn't be open to the public, but he wants to know what's inside. I later got told that it could have been a huge insult, meaning that it needed millions of pounds worth of refurbishment. <laughs> Not okay. I also went out with Schlizzy last night to the pub and sent... William, a snapchat of my face saying, where are you? Very awkward, as I have been perving on him in the library. So I can't remember who Charles is, but I'm pretty sure it's Schlizzy's friend, who I just fancied. I think just for no reason, I just fancied him and got a bit like, oh, where is he? And just want to point out for everyone that even though I said very awkward as, I actually wrote very award. Just a little insight there into hashtag dyslexic problems. I am now back in healthy mode. So taking gym seriously, eating better and feeling great. But that's good stuff. So not really worth mentioning too much. No one wants to hear good stuff going on in my life. <laughs> Goal. Stop drinking, you alky. Say no to wine and yes to water. Is it really that big of a deal? I can say yes to both. So that's all we have time for. I've talked a lot. It's just because I've missed you guys dearly. Keep an eye on my Instagram, your.agonyaunt, and I'll be putting up a few of those polls, see what you guys want from me. Maybe doing a live, only if you guys really twist my arm. And yeah. I hope that you're keeping well, keeping safe and doing whatever you need to do to look after your mental and physical well-being. You can always email in if you have any ideas or suggestions of things that have helped you or you want to share your experience and maybe even some hilarious things that you've done to try and get a date. I'd love to know I wasn't the only one that had a friend like Schlizzy and ended up just really going for it and doing something. Maybe yours worked out for a happier ending as well. I hope you are enjoying my podcast. And if you are, please leave me a rating. Please subscribe. If you're not enjoying it, please don't leave me a review. That sounds horrible. Maybe email, email me your thoughts. So I take it on board, but it's not public, you know what I mean? 
and yeah please share with your friends and family i'd love to get as many people involved in our little community of we're all hot messes support bubble thank you so much for listening i've been your agony Arn, and i look forward to sharing more with you next time